This is, Moody as Hell. Enjoy. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the sixth episode of the Moody as Hell podcast. Now this is a very, very special episode, because... Because we have probably the most special guest of all time. It is Captain Collins from the Captain Collins Radio Voyage featuring First Mate Moody on Chapman Radio. Ahoy. Yep. So here we go. So, uh, hmm. Yeah. So, well, first of all, first things first, Kieran, um, if you're listening to this, you know exactly who Kieran is. If you don't. He's Kieran Collins. We go to school together. We have a radio show together at school. And um, I don't know. He's Irish and he has curly hair. And we like the same movies. And we're drinking Four Loco now out of mugs. Out of mugs. Mine says the Tombstone Epitaph. Yeah, so that's an old West Town that we went to. And look, I waited to show you this on camera. Oh my God, (laughs) Donovan. Yeah, so that's a. That's a ballerina. Oh my god! And that's four loco in there. So is that? Did she just have that, or did she give that? No, to it's a gift? from Tombstone. Oh, sorry, it's from. It's, it was, it's just in the no. Tombstone gift shop. <laughs> no, it's from her family's house in yeah. Tucson that we were staying. Gotcha. And I was like, well, this Can is I a podcast, and we'll explain it's a mug with Jake's girlfriend as a little kid. Yes. So now, cheers with the four loco. And with that being said, mm. the peach actually is not that bad. I don't know. It, it has that vaguely It's actually not that bad. It tastes like Gatorade. Yeah. It has a vaguely unsettling feeling at the end of it, but that's about it. Or that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, so I was telling Kieran this a little bit earlier in the day, but I don't know how, like, the government didn't uh, reach out to me, not like the UN or President Trump or anybody of importance, Elon Musk, uh, Bill Gates. I don't know how nobody did it, but pretty much um, within the last couple of days, I actually found out how to time travel. Did you know that? I mean, of course you did, because I was telling you. Great Scott. Yeah, so so we can go back in time and forward in time, and I figure the best way to um, to use this new technology, which is crazy, by the way, I literally cannot believe that I figured it out, is um, to go back in time to, Jesus Christ, what's the year? 2009. Yeah, so we're going to go back to the summer of 2009. Was it summer? Yeah. It was, that was okay. easily. Yeah. So we're going to time travel to the summer of 2009, to give a proper, in-depth review and talk about the lore and synopsis and all the things of the second highest grossing film of all time, James Cameron's Avatar. Actually, because we're just for the sake of correctness of time travel, I just remembered when that movie came out because Mm -hmm. I actually have a... Watching that movie for the first time... Ever? I, what? Oh, the first time you saw first it. First time like I saw it, I went to see. I went to the midnight screening with my dad, okay. and that was one. That was the latest movie I ever stayed up to see. And that no was, way. That was my first midnight screen I ever went wow. to. And but it was it was the day before. Um, I had school the next day, and it was the it was the, the next day was. The oh, last, so it wasn't the summer. It was the last day before Christmas break. Oh, it was the day after. Weird. Because I also remember talking about it in school, and that year I really loved Fantastic Mr. Fox. That was my mm. favorite movie. 
and all the other kids always made fun of me for it because they're like, "How is Avatar not your favorite movie? Wow. How do you not have the same favorite movie as the rest of us?" Well, there you go. So basically, the end of 2009, very close to 2010. Yeah, that's why, that's why people say 2010 to. all the time. I see. Not it, too. So, uh, so, yeah, with this crazy technology, we're just going to talk about James Cameron's Avatar, and we're going to go a little bit into the future and talk about phase four and a little bit of phase five of uh, the MCU. Which, of course, Avatar is now part of. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we have that on tap. Kieran very recently got a tattoo, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're gonna get flagrant. We're gonna get emotional. We'll probably cry, and that's it. Hi, Ben Moody. There you go. Does he listen to the show? Uh, probably not. Okay. I, I know he has listened to it in the past. Yeah. Like one time, I got into his car and it was just like queued up on the Bluetooth. Oh, <laughs> he said, Ben, that's what? Cute. But I don't think he's told me one positive thing about it. <laughs> if I'm being honest, okay, that's Ben funny. is my brother, by the way. Go Wisco. Um, so <laughs> not really. <laughs> I don't know. So, so here's the thing with Avatar. Here's the thing with Avatar. You go first, because I know you're very passionate mm-hmm. about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's also your podcast. So, here's the thing. I assumed, along with everybody else in the universe, that Avatar has the has cool technology. The story is just a retread of Pocahontas, and like it was fun, and it captured a moment in like film history, and it was like the highest grossing movie for the longest time, and uh, whatever. That all changed when I went to Orlando, Florida. Because, Karen, do you know what's in Orlando, Florida? I believe there's a little park there. There is a little park there. It's called Animal Kingdom. And actually, what's crazy enough is in Animal Kingdom, you can transport yourself to the moon of Pandora. So not only can you time travel, not only, yeah, you can also time fly through space. Yeah. I mean, the future is now. Uh-huh. So, uh, ironically, this is in the past. But we, basically, I went to Orlando, Florida... As you know, if you're an avid listener of this podcast, because I think episode three was called Hell on Earth, and it was where I just talked about, maybe episode four, where I just, it was episode four, where I just talked about Pandora, whatever. Anyways, it's the greatest place of all time, the theme park. And I, we won't touch on it too much if you want to hear about it, which you don't listen to the Disney Deconstructed podcast. <laughs> but basically, the, the theme park is like unreal. Like I literally could not believe how beautiful and and like just so much imagination went into it and it like really caught my uh, you know imagination and like i couldn't stop thinking it was just literally so good so on the way home on the flight home uh i watched avatar on the plane and i was like oh my god wait a minute is this movie really good and then speaking of tombstone and tucson it was on fx and then i watched like basically act three well you watched on a plane I watched it right? the first time in like since it was in theaters on the plane or at home. Ooh, and then I watched. And the, you liked it, dude. I never not only like, did I, I like never it, like movies on planes. I mean, I knew what I was getting myself into. So, basically, it's impossible for me to not like this movie. I just decided that it's gonna be my favorite movie now. Okay, so, so here you go. Wait, wait. Before no, before I go into before I go sure, into it, just just a few questions for you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my cross examination before <laughs> I do my own my own bit, right? Um. Like, tell me in Dutcher, James Dutcher style, oh. tell me what makes this movie great. Other than just the fact, I mean, I know if the main character is named Jake, oh. he has sex that's with, always he my has fr- sex with Zoe Saldana. Oh, yeah. I know that's why you like this movie. <laughs> but, like, on a, on a, on a, on a <laughs> film basis, because you are in film school. I know exactly why. I can tell you exactly why Do I it. like this movie. Go for it. Because the story, in and of itself, absolutely nothing special. Not only is it absolutely nothing special, but it might even be lacking just a little bit. But here's the thing. 
the amount of world building that they do, and I usually don't like things like that. Like it took me the longest time to get into to get into Game of Thrones because I was like just so much information. I don't care. I literally don't care. Granted, of course, now I watched the first season. I really like it, but it just I can't really wrap my head around like the world building thing just because like I don't care if I'm gonna watch the thing. Just like I want to consume the story, but I don't know. The movie just kind of like drops you into this world that doesn't it doesn't take time to explain the science behind it. It doesn't take time to like, I don't know, go through like the biology of the planet and like X, Y and Z. It just like plops you in this world that feels so lived in and so otherworldly. And I think because by the besides the technology, which was, you know, incredible back in the day, it has at this point in 2019 is on par, if not is a little bit less than like all the other VFX. So you can X out that. I think that the, that like the world that James Cameron constructed on the moon of Pandora literally, I mean, it literally did caught the imagination of the whole entire world because we were like, wow, this is so interesting and like so cool. And it clearly, you know, it's one thing for Avengers to make that much money after literally building up to it for 10 years, having like the greatest actors and actresses of all time and all those kinds of things. Also pulling from like one of the most famous comics in the world. This guy just came up with it one day. I swear to God. Can I, can I, can I counter that a tiny bit though? Okay. I have more to say about it. This guy is James Cameron Mm -hmm. who made the Terminator movies and who made Titanic, which is a former box office champion. Did he make Terminator? Yes. I knew he was doing Genesis, but I didn't know he did. He did the very first Terminator. Oh, I did not know That's a James Cameron movie and Alien. He did Alien too. I knew, oh, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't direct Alien. That was that was uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott did. But he but he was very Scott involved time. in the Alien franchise. I think. I mean, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be listening back to this and telling me I'll actually hear it. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he he. But anyway, he's involved with a lot of very iconic franchises. Yeah. He did Titanic, and then this was his return to sci-fi. So oh, it's not I like see. an indie filmmaker coming out of nowhere. Okay, but I'm just saying he came up with this idea. It's not like he pulled from any kind of source material. Besides, yeah. he took the he took a story arc that clearly works with movies like Pocahontas and I'm sure tons of others, but I don't know. It's also the fact that like I thought it was Blue Tarzan in space. Sure, that was my that was my my letterbox review for it. <laughs> sure, but the thing is, the thing is, the main character's name is Jake. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, it's a I don't I don't I can't exactly tell you why it hits so far home. I mean, also. Flight of Passage is the main ride in the Pandora, the Avatar lands, basically, in Disney World. And the, and it's essentially, like, you ride a banshee, and it really fleshes out, like, that type of, that, like, maybe you get, like, one scene or two scenes in the movie. But they keep saying, in the movie, they say, Sivako, Sivako, and, you know, and they just say it, and they don't take any time to explain it. But then when you go on the ride, you learn that Sivako means rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's so many little beats in this movie that I don't know. It just by all accounts, it just like it. Just, it reminds me why I like these things. Okay. Essentially, and also wait, last thing. Yeah. I was watching like a ton of behind the scenes things, and he was, and you know, it's not like it took a genius like a, you know, like some crazy film historian or something like that to figure this out. But James Cameron goes, yeah, like Pandora, like the nature of that planet is like the Garden of Eden, and everybody every living thing knows that that existed at one point and we ruined it but seeing it again and then physically being in it when you would go to uh you know avatar land if you go to orlando but also just like experiencing the movie it like um it's kind of like a return to form like like 
if you think about it really hard, it's like your body and your soul knows that this that this is like what it's supposed to be, and we ruined it. But they still have it on this planet, and then the humans tried to ruin it there too, and we fought back. And it's like, dude, I'm so unbelievably into the movie. It's because it's everything that happens right outside of the frame that I'm so into. And I've never felt like that about a movie. I love Marvel. We'll talk about Marvel later. Star Wars? And Star Wars. Well, Star Wars definitely has the other frame stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not like... I mean, I have, like, played the video games and, like, read some of the comics, but... But you know it's there still. Like, every every character on screen in Star Wars has this elaborate backstory. Yes. And I would say George Lucas did that long before James Cameron. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing is, I am... I'm watching Star Wars because I really like Han Solo. I really like Luke Skywalker. I'm interested to see what Rey does, you know? It's true. You mean you don't? You don't you're not, I don't really. You're like not Ray. really curious to find out what happens to Jake. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I would not remember anything about Jake Sully or Zoe Saldana's character. Or I mean, the bad guy in Avatar is just a cartoon character. I don't care about I like any the of bad that. Guy. Oh, dude, he's ridiculous. Okay, so that's enough of me talking about how much I like the movie because you liked it. Did you not like? Yeah, yeah it? I want. I want to preface it by there saying one thing. Right. Um, the only time I'm I'm very positive towards movies. Typically, I'm never a pessimist whenever I see a movie. I always I always celebrate for what it does right as opposed to what it does wrong unless the, the one exception to that is, is if it's like a super serious movie mm-hmm. and it's like really kind of vulgar and shows really graphic scenes that i don't really need to see you know okay like sometimes like when if, if movies too i could give examples i won't because it's not relevant but like yeah but like there's there's movies that's the only time i'll be hard on a movie so it was fun it's a fun movie i enjoyed the movie but i would describe it as being perfectly okay Oh no way! Because I think that no it's, way it's I, a well. Let me let me let me explain, right? Because first of all, definitely not box office champ levels. And at the time, it was. Wait, techno- what do you mean a champ level? Wait, what? It was the box office champ for like ten years. And you don't think it's deserving? No. Oh, dude, you've held this take for me for so long. I thought you loved it. I didn't know I liked it. Oh. I liked it, but I liked it as much as I'd like as I'd like most blockbusters that come out. Dude, right? what else is it on didn't that feel list? Like anything special. What, what else is on that list? You don't think it's up there with, um, what's like number three? Isn't it The Force Awakens? Dude, you don't think? Oh, Force Awakens is infinitely better. Oh, dude, really I don't, better. I don't know. I literally do not know. You're I'm crazy. sorry. You're crazy. Dude, it is so good. And it's funny. And it's, and it's just like so let interesting. Me, let me, let me, let me, let me talk a bit about it, right? Okay, fine. Yeah, okay, go. first I'll say the good things. Yeah, um, please. My number one thing in this movie is I was remembered, I remember when I was a little kid and I went to see, I was in fifth grade when this movie came out. And I remember, like, I guess my favorite character at the time was Trudy, played by Michelle Rodriguez. Right. Who's now Wait, in Fast and Furious movies. Oh, okay. The pilot, okay. Trudy, yeah, right? Yeah. And she was my favorite character. And the, when I when I grew, now watch it now, I was like, holy fuck, I have the hots for that for her big time. <laughs> Watching this movie, I was like, it wasn't that she was just my favorite character. It was that she was just, like, the perfect woman. She's such a bro, but she also has big boobs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and she's that's exactly it's, what it's, it is. It's, it's, Michelle, it's 2009 <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. I never realized it, but 2009 Michelle Rodriguez is, like, my type. Really? A hundred percent. I did not know she's that fucking, She's fucking perfect. Well, now you have a mustache and a tattoo, so you Yeah, exactly. Well there shot. you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The tough the tough fighter but um okay but here's the thing right i think that i agree with you about the world building stuff i think that's all really good um dude it is not just really good like that is like the peak of storytelling yeah but you know you the know fact what? that they just drop you in the worlds and they're like hey d-, but it doesn't really matter about this and this and this it's just like it happens in the background and i'm so unbelievably into it you know what other you know what other, you know what movie i had that experience with it's gonna be some stupid detective shit. pikachu oh my 
okay. that's not the box office champ. It's a good movie. I liked it. It's also not even a great movie. It's okay. It, well, Avatar is Avatar on a plot basis is a better movie, but it also has a very it has a similar thing. Because like you just said at the beginning of your thing, you were like, oh, the plot wasn't really that great. It, no. wasn't, it wasn't like anything. Amazing. I don't care about the plot of the story at all, but that world is like unbelievable, and that's why I'm lit- Not only do I not mind that they have like five sequels in production or, or whatever, like pre-production hell. I'm so dude ten. Make fifteen. Give me the yeah. video game. Make another ride, dude. I'm so in love with the world. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I just I, I think I agree with you about the world. Um, I but I just thought for, we're we're just talking about the movie specifically though, right? Yeah, that's and like true. not sequel that's stuff. True. The characters. For the for the most part, the characters are pretty flat. I thought when I was watching it. Oh yeah, oh, like yeah, Jake Sully was like, "Oh, I'm the, Jake Jake Sully reminded me of your average main character in a video game." <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, where it's yeah. just kind of the insert yourself over them uh-huh. for the person, right? Where he doesn't say much, and Sigourney Weaver is like, "I wanted your brother, I didn't want you, but whatever." That's what Ripley? Ripley, yeah, right, yeah. Right. And she's like, she's like, she's like, I wanted your brother, I didn't want you, but whatever. I guess. And then, then all of a sudden, she's like buddies with him. The mm-hmm. other dude. There's like it seems like he's gonna get jealous. There's gonna be some sort of beef there. It goes away in a montage. Dude, oh, wait, hold on. And there's one scene like where uh, it's like Jake, the main character, has one last chance to to go to like the Navi people and say like, please get out because the the Sky people are gonna come and they don't listen, right? And he's like still trying to convince them, but then the army bad guys like that's enough and he's I gonna, loved him though dude hold on wait. at least he's interesting maybe you know? but he, he goes to pull him out like of the link chair and it's like really dangerous to pull someone out of the link chair by the way so into that idea but then the friends who you said should have been jealous that would have been way more interesting but just it's like the friends like the sidekick guy is like dude it's so great he's like no you can't do it it's so dangerous and then one of like the henchmen punches him in the face and the second he makes contact the colors become so much more muted, and then it gets slow motion, and then the dramatic music comes in. It's so funny how it works, dude. It's, like, so unbelievably 2009. I like all, every single aspect of the movie, even the bad things. Go on. Whatever that you were talking about. It's also just that it's... it's um. I'm going to keep applying to other movies, right? Uh, do you watch a lot of the Tarantino movies? I've seen uh, Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction. You haven't seen Hateful Eight? No. Hateful Eight, I hate. Really? Hateful Eight. <laughs> no, oh I, no I, I don't like it, because it's, it's it's just... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which you have not seen, does the same thing, but in a way that's way better. But it's just the Tarantino is has enough of an ego at this point as a filmmaker where his name... He can do whatever the hell he He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And so he has no... It becomes like a, a director up their own ass, right? Which doesn't make it bad, but James Cameron is very much the same way, and he's like historically the same way, where he's like... He's like, oh, superhero yeah. movies, are they suck. Mm-hmm. But then really it's just that his movies are being beaten by superhero movies now. Yeah, I see and he doesn't like. He Did doesn't you see like the thing he put out, by the way, when Avengers beat it? Because it was cool. I liked it. No, I liked that, that was a lot. Really cool. Genuinely, I really liked that. Yeah. Shout out to Preston Moore. <laughs> oh, Because <laughs> him on Twitter, he put that up, and I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. Um, <laughs> I pro- I, he probably broke the news yeah, for me, too, I retweeted honestly. afterwards. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, like, he's just very up his own ass and stuff, right? But in a way that that movie did not i think need to be as long as it was and it's a whole it feels like a whole like odyssey like my my experience of watching it recently i was thinking to myself i want to watch this movie right and i had two days off or no it wasn't two days off work i think i got off work in the morning one day then i had night shift the next day right and so that night i watched crossfire or free fire which is that's the one i was telling you about before oh the brie larson yeah an hour and a half long movie really really short just trying to say this quick one and done right 
and I, I watched that before I went to bed. And I went to bed probably, I got to bed like 1.30 or something because I started watching at midnight. It was a super quick movie. The next morning when I woke up, I didn't even get out of bed. I just booted up Avatar. Wow. And I watched the entire movie. In my ah, dude, I'm trying to start my, every day like that. Yeah, in my underwear, <laughs> in my underwear, in my room, on my bed, looking at my TV. Dude, I watched the entirety of James yeah. Cameron's Avatar. And it was, it was, I, that, that part, that part of the experience was great and stuff. And I, and I, I really got immersed in the world and stuff. Dude, let's go. And I liked the world building a lot. Um, but then, okay, it's now so good. here's, here's the moment that kind of like that when I was watching, I was like, I, cause I, I kept going in my head because I'm really into Letterboxd now. Um, I'm, while I'm watching movies, I'm actively thinking what stars does it get right now? Right. And it keeps going up and down as I watch the movie. Right. But the ending to the movie, if you say it's anything but incredible, I'm going to lose it. Here's what Dude, I don't like. Act three is unreal. Here's what I don't like. Okay. Oh if a character is going to die in a movie. I want it to be. I want. I want there to be some sort of meaning to it, and I want it to be some. Who died? Some Ripley? sort. Of, no, it, it. The thing he does is in two seconds. In like two, there's the, the montage of the final fight scene, and then dramatic music comes in, and the fucking. So, so first the prince guy, right? The prince dude like jumps on for no reason. He jumps onto a plane and starts fighting the guys, and then one of them shoots him, and he like falls off the plane, and he's dead. And then it cuts to Trudy in her plane. As she's like shooting the the big ship, and she right? Is too. And she's trying to take it down. That was dramatic, but she dude. To... And then she dies. But it's like you set up these characters, you gave them arcs, and the other guy, the scientist guy, dies too. Like it's all within five seconds. They kill. Because Kieran, you're not understanding. He there's kills metaphors all, in here. He kills all his supporting characters in five seconds. Kieran, there's no all there, because here's the thing: the whole movie is a, is like an anti-war pro-nature type situation. So, here's what James Cameron is doing. Sorry you weren't intelligent enough to pick this up. But he was setting you up and emotionally grounding you with these characters and kills them without giving them much of a beat afterwards to show you that even when you're on the right side of history, you're still just a cog in the machine. Now you're as own, you're as up your own ass as James Cameron. Dude, I'm is. telling you that's what he was thinking. <laughs> no. Dude, the movie is so good because, by the way, let me. The movie starts with the main character Jake opening his eyes, and they're like, "Welcome out of hypersleep, fellas." That was cool. that You've was been cool. and then how does the movie end? With him w- waking up as his avatar self. He woke up in the beginning, but he was still Whoa. under the system. Crazy. And then he wakes up at the end, and he's been awake. You know what else? You, actually, you know what else? Avatar. Um, what did what did um James Dutcher, screenwriter extraordinaire? What did he teach us in our first screenwriting class where we met Jake? What what was the one thing he hated when we put into scripts? Montages and flashbacks. Narration. Oh, dude, yeah, I will say, dude, How does Avatar I will say open? the worst part of Avatar is the fucking voiceovers. Yes. They're so bad. Yes. Dude, it's so bad. Why does the best, why does, why does the big, it's no longer the former biggest box office movie of all time. Why does it have so many, it, it falls, it, it falls into all these, like, cliches so much. I will say, dude, there's one, probably one of my favorites, well, my, fa- my first. I love, I love the world, but it's just a, pl- there's so much placeholder stuff in that. Yeah. I have three favorite scenes. The first one is the first time he has to like find his banshee and they're like you have to hike up all the, like the floating rocks and stuff unreal super cool whatever doesn't matter second favorite that's scene, a great scene that's a great scene great scene yeah second favorite scene is when um he's oh dude so and good it's a great way just 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 to okay, add to your banshee ahead, thing right it's a gr- genuinely a great moment and a great line when they're like all of them will run from you and um, one and one and, and, and he says, "How do I know which one?" I know which one is, and dude. Goes, it's gonna want to kill you. That's that's great. So good. That's a great. By beat. the way, Tenoch is my banshee. 
But anyways, and then my second favorite scene is still Banshee related when he's trying to like get the respect of of like his tribe because he they think that he like double crossed them or whatever, and then he he jumps, dude, because they set up like the red Banshee as being like the big bad, um, you know like whatever like he's like the apex predator like everything in the universe everything on Pandora revolves around this like red thing mm-hmm. it's like the king of nature right yeah and then and then so it's flying around doing its thing and then Jake Sully main character needs to do something really drastic to get the respect back from everybody else and he flies like a hundred yards above the red thing yeah and he's like he used to think about being an apex predator you don't have to look up and then he jumps on the top dude and then it cuts to him back in the crowd and then he's like, I'm back. And then Zoe Zedon is like, I never gave up on you. And he's like, I know. I see you. And then she says, I see you. And then he goes up to the bad, like, prince guy. And he's like, listen, bro, I got the red boy. Let's join parties. And he's like, That's all right. That's a great moment. Dude, so good. Third favorite moment. And here's the part where I'll critique the movie because I will Wait, can agree. I, can I say a quick okay, thing on that, too, also? Um, but it's just, so sick. I just want to let you know. So sick. I just want to let yeah. you know... Um, I, I just checked the time to see what time it was in Ireland right now because mm-hmm. I wanted to see if my parents would be awake or not because in my room in Ireland, I have a proper, like, nice action figure of the red banshee thing. Oh, I no have, like, way. A big, I have, like, a big statue of it. And then I also, because the year Avatar came out, my parents got me a bunch of Avatar t- stuff for Christmas. because Grace movie. I have, I have that because me and my dad saw it. It was, like, a big deal. Um, I have that. I have one of the the helicopter, the futuristic helicopter right. planes. Yep, and then yep. in, in the in the cockpit seat is a little action figure of Trudy, <laughs> right? And then also in Evanston, um, back home, you didn't see it on the top of my shelf above the portal gun. I have av- I have action figures in their package still of um, Jake in his Avatar form Aww. and uh, Zoe Saldana. Dude, Avatar. I'm trying to get all- dude. Avatar is. So- Okay, that's sick. That's just gonna be worth money eventually. Yes, it's like they're they're, it just, they're just regular. It's not like the really expensive ones or anything. They're just regular action figures. Dude, once like... the once the new movies start coming out, if you have like a ten year old action figure that hasn't been opened yet, unopened. Actually, anyways, um, not the Banshee. The Banshee's opened. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I would have. It's also in too. Ireland. Yeah. Um, final scene, which is awesome, but also I will critique on the thing we were saying before. It's like when so Jake Sully has like gained the respect back of like their their like immediate tribe with Zoe Zaldana and everybody else. And then they have to like go all around Pandora and they're like trying to recruit all the other tribes to like fight against the sky people. And it's a great scene because that's like where a lot of the world dwells against done. You see that there's like a tribe by the water, up in the snow, like they, you see like a lot of the different the, a lot of the planet, which is like what you get to explore on the ride, which is really cool. But Dude, it's so stupid because he's like walking through these giant vistas and it's like so beautiful. And then the voiceover is like, I searched far and wide to find all the people. And it's like, bro, I'm watching you do it. Every, like, just delete the voiceover. Yes. So much about that movie. Delete I'm the voiceover. I'm not going to say everything, but the writing is, is not is not the best part of that movie at all. The writing is, yeah. But that's also ends up being a pro because they don't explain <laughs> things. And then certain things don't make sense, but then, like, my mind is like, oh, because this and this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of, like, in the theme park. And it's, like, perfect. It's just perfect. I'm sorry. It's just perfect. It, okay, so on a world-building on a world building basis, I agree with you that it felt very full, right? Oh. But while I was watching the movie, I was – and on, I want to emphasize that because I don't want to put that thing down. I think the moment, the moment when they first um, – 
before he gets recruited. Remember, he gets left overnight in his avatar form, and that's when he first meets Oh, Yeah, before just before that though, when um nerdy guy who's in some other movie I can't think of and Sigourney Weaver, yeah, when they're like looking for samples, and Jake is holding his like shotgun and he's like looking around, he's playing with those plants, and they like go like. Foop, mm-hmm. foop, yeah, foop, yeah. and they like go into the floor, and then like he does one of them, a bunch of them go, and like a giant beast comes at him and starts attacking him. Right? Love that's it. that's a great moment. It. it felt like oh, that's an alien plant. It felt like they were actually an alien world. It was cool, genuinely. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like I'm gonna say the Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, right? Where I love the first scene with Star Lord, um, but it felt like a lot more alien than that did. Whereas Guardians feels and Star Wars to an extent, it feels like human stuff in space. Yeah. Whereas Avatar felt like this is a whole entirely different planet, and it felt very cool and natural, that kind of stuff. Um, but on a character basis, it just felt they they all felt like like you were saying the bad guy was a cartoon character. They all kind of felt like cartoon characters to an extent. Mm. Like Jake was like, "Oh, I'm sad, and I'm yeah, this gruff. True. I'm this gruff guy. Doesn't talk that much." The Sigourney, but then I talk Sigourney all the Weaver, time during Sigourney, my, my like GoPro diary vlogs. Yeah, Sigourney, so Sigourney Weaver, and he, he was like, he was like, I just want my legs back, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Sigourney, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver was like, oh, I've been on this planet forever. I smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I want to learn about these people, but they're not embracing me. And the military guy upstairs. You know what the worst thing is? Have you ever seen the show Entourage? Yeah, of course. Okay. The fucking dude who plays golf, who's like the head of the of the corporation, mm-hmm. that's it, that's on Pandora, right? Yeah, he should have been Jeremy Piven. Yeah, that would have been cool. It's so because the dude who's playing him is doing a Jeremy Piven. Impression. <laughs> yeah, honestly. literally, Jeremy Piven's from Evanston, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Is what? He's from Evanston. Oh no way. Yeah, there's that's a funny. there's a Piven Piven Performing Arts School is a big performing arts. School. No like, way. His parents run it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's he's he's that's he's very he's cut. very invo- he's very involved in Evanston. Weird. But um. But yeah, fuck that shit. He was just doing an Ari Gold impression. Yeah. In the, in that and like the, I that, mean the whole that was that was one tiny thing where I was like, this is the biggest box office movie of all time. Has this dude who was an, who played Phoebe's brother in Friends <laughs> is doing an Ari Gold impression. Yeah. I was like, and no nobody nobody in that movie, obviously bar Sigourney Weaver because she is Sigourney Weaver and she's been a lot of things. And bar Michelle Rodriguez because she's been in the Fast and Furious movies and she was before this movie came Dude, out. I do not know any movie that Jake Sully's been in other than Exactly. Avatar. None of them none of them or Zoe Saldana did too, but none of them go oh, anywhere right. after that, right? Yeah. Other than probably not great actors. Yeah, because yeah. it was just it was just this I don't I don't even know if they know what they had when they were making this movie. Right? Oh yeah, because it was and I, like James I was, Cameron was so up his own ass. Did he thought he was like writing the Bible when he made? Yeah, this movie. exactly. That's exactly the point. And like, and, and, but he was no. But that's I, what I'm but saying. Like, but, like, and I was talking. I was I was talking. I was on the phone with my cousin um, the other day, and like, I told him I rewatched James Cameron's Avatar, and he's like, "Fuck, really? That's a watch." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, <laughs> yeah. and he says he remembers he went he um he asked to get off work early one day wow. so he could go to the movie theater and watch it. Oh my god! Because it was such a, it was at the time it was such an experience. If you hadn't, if you hadn't, it was like you have to go see Avatar. You have to see it in theaters. If you don't see it in theaters, you're missing out because it's art, right? But which it is, by the way. It I is, it literally. Is. I think I think I feel like on some level though, if you're being honest with yourself, you're saying that in the same way that we both say that uh, Iron Man Two is art. You know, <laughs> which it is. Iron Man Two but, is silly and fun, and yeah. I really appreciate it for what it is. Dude, Elon Musk has a cameo. Mm-hmm. Crazy, but Avatar literally did not get out of my mind for like a, literally I'm not even lying to you a month. 
I was in Orlando in like June nineteenth, around like June nineteenth through like twenty sixth for the exact dates. Have not stopped thinking about you it. You wanted to have a hot take. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um uh okay. With all that being said, you know <laughs> do, you know natural selection is like a thing? Like I, only the fittest survive. Yeah, Darwinism. Survival So so why do uh why do allergies still exist? Is that your topic? I don't know. Didi just texted it to me. It's not like anyone's... It's not like people are going to die of allergies. It's just kind of... Sure like, they do. My brother's a tree nut allergy. If he eats a tree nut and doesn't get an EpiPen soon enough, he'd die. Did he eat a lot of nuts when he was... Or I, or I guess... You no, it's just like a birth defect, that. literally. Yeah. I mean, I it's a stupid one. I but. mean, here's here's what I'll say, right? Like, a lot of... This is a Kieran shits on America moment. Nice. But a lot of a lot of the, the health problems in America of these allergies and stuff are caused by McDonald's. N- yeah, not like 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 a bunch of preservatives and shit. And food Probably. That, that but I mean, people have nut that allergies said, all over the world. That being world, said, dude. I'm not going anywhere, baby. I'm, I'm staying in the USA. Yeah, of course, that yeah. too. Yeah. Speaking of the USA, wait, can I can, can well, I can I use this as a quick little bridge to talk about something at Starbucks? Yeah, go ahead. Kind of funny. Whatever. Um, I get so it's one of my so like I they always put me on register there right I work at Starbucks by the way for anyone who doesn't know Ben, wow. I, ben I work at Starbucks um, <laughs> yeah exactly and, just uh, Ben and my dad yeah yeah literally um, but <laughs> when I'm at the register it's like it, it's like these I didn't think this would happen as much here it happens all the time in Chicago but um at Starbucks happens especially because my name tag obviously has Kieran when I right. work right and people be like oh Kieran is that like the Irish Kieran and I'm like yeah. Wow. And they're like, um, they're like, oh, I'm Irish. And I'm like, oh, no way. Uh, w- uh, where are you from? W- what county? And sometimes, actually, the other day, there were three different people who said County Cork, which is the same is as where I'm thing? from. Yeah. And but, also, the tattoo? but they're like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's the gender? I didn't show the tattoo. I don't want to be annoying. You know? Well, yeah, but I'm, is that the tattoo? It's the ta- I can explain the tattoo a lot more than that. It's not. It's this. The tattoo in its in of itself doesn't mean anything. It means something to me, though. You know. It's <laughs> I not, thought it was like the flag of the county. Or no, the, the, the tattoo is the tattoo is there is a um, all along the coastal road of Ireland, which is like this really beautiful. Is that like the drive. street signs or something. Every time there is a rest stop that has something of note for tourists, mm. like if it's an art gallery, if it's a nice little coffee shop, um, they paint this image that an artist called Grania Watts designed of this red fish. And it's basically a signal to say, hey, tourist, stop here. It's a spot. So you're so a tourist. When, no, that's not. Well, I mean, yes. But also <laughs> also when I was growing up in Ireland. Um, you did not grow up in Ireland. You visited Ireland. As I was growing up. There you go. Yes, when I, when I was when I was Listen, in Ireland, I'm here to just call you that. That's fair. <laughs> when I was in Ireland as I was growing up and I went there for about a third of the year. Or no, not a third. A quarter, a quarter of the year-ish um, when I was a kid, right? Interesting. I would go there for a long time, but I'd always see this fish everywhere. I never knew what it meant until about two years ago. Hmm. But I always really like the design of it, and so really, it's like a tourist thing, and it's like it's kind of it's it's not a thing that be, unless you're looking for it, you wouldn't notice it. But I, I just thought it was a cool art design, so I said above all else, I was like, dude, I've told a couple different people that you got a tattoo, and I told them that it was like the flag of the county that your parents nope. grew up in, or some shit. Nope. I completely that made sound, that up. That sounds so. Uh, if, if, if I don't want it, I don't want people to think that because that sounds so. Uh, what you would call it, pretentious? To have How like, is it any to have different? Like a flag tattoo. Well, sure, you know? but I mean, there's a difference between getting like the Irish flag versus getting like a like the symbol of the town that your parents are from or whatever. Yeah, which is what I imagined it was. Yeah, no, it's not that. 
I I actually thought it was at myself until yeah, dude, you easily until, told me that because I did. I probably I, when That's what I actually, I'm when I actually how the hell did, do I make that up on my own? Yeah, I think I did probably say that, but when I knew when I did because I I thought it was the Barra Peninsula symbol, which is an area which is like okay. a specific peninsula in Ireland. Um, but I I did the research. That's actually not what it is. That's why I thought it was for a while though. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, dude. So. Anyway, at Starbucks, it's oh, just yeah, funny yeah. because people will be people will come up and they'll be like, um, they'll be like, "Oh, you're Irish. I'm Irish," and I'll be like, "Oh, really? How much? How what percentage Irish are like twenty one percent?" Because it's like, cool to be something that's exactly, not American. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's not really a, cool. To isn't be that a weird thing within America though? But nobody actually wants to be American. Yeah. Well, yeah. And honestly, no, this is a, this is a crazy divergence from what we wanted. To, what I thought we were talking about. But something I always thought was really interesting is. I don't think we've ever talked. I've ever talked about this in the podcast or anything like that. But one of my favorite things, you know, I mean, like beyond Capazon dinosaurs, but like I have like a very weird interest in like roadside attractions in in America, mm-hmm. which you know, like I love Knott's Berry Farm. Jake and, Moody, Defender of the Mormons. And, yeah, I I, I really th- I think like Mormon history is like really cool and interesting, like frontier pioneer American history because by the way, it is. But like. All these like, have you ever heard of a, a a thing called the thing? You know, not the movie. I'm making no sense. Basically, when you're driving on, um, I, I think it's the ten. I think you're either driving on the ten or it might be up Route 66. But I honestly think it's the ten. Basically, there's big billboards that go on for like literally a hundred, 150, 200 miles. That's like every 20 miles, it's like the thing. And then it's like, do you want to know what the thing is? And there's like weird pictures of like monsters or aliens or something. And it's like five dollars to figure out what the thing is. And then it's like, dude, it's like, cause there's nothing. It's just like shitty desert. So you just drive by these signs. Like every like twenty miles, it's like telling you pull off at this exit, pull off at this exit. And they're like telling you it's something really creepy and sci-fi, a meteor, aliens, Bigfoot. Like every sign is different. It's like themed. the land of the lotus. They want to keep you there forever. And then you pull up and you pay five bucks and you like have to go in like this curtain room where they don't have phones or anything and you get to see the thing that is so fun and it's so interesting and so american by the way and and like be like cabazon dinosaurs i have a huge fascination for there's tons of everything um this has pretty much nothing to do with anything but i'm sure you maybe you didn't see there was a shooting unfortunately in like northern california in this town called gilroy mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i'm talking about one of ellie's roommates is from there oh actually yeah that's brutal but it's uh I've I've heard of that town for like the longest time because it's like supposedly like the garlic capital of the world. It is garlic fest. The and they have a whole. They literally have an amusement park themed around garlic. Mm-hmm. So like all the stupid ride vehicles look like garlic cloves, and like there's like a house of horrors, but it's like just garlic, and it's so funny. And it's like, dude, that is like, that's so cool. But anyways, I say all that to say. Speaking of the American thing tourists who like check out like you know i was just in arizona so check out like tombstone which is like a really famous old old west town like a ghost town situation and um you know visit places like the grand canyon and i don't know like the maybe like the the gateway to the west which is like that big thing in st louis and like all these kind of things that you would think of are like quintessentially american are always tourists if you ever go they're like from sweden from Germany, from like all these other places, because mm-hmm. other people appreciate Americana more than Americans do. And then this is me ripping from another podcast that's ridiculous. It's called Call Her Daddy. I don't know if you've ever. Do you know what that is? No. It's a ridiculous. You're just the name. Yeah, it's a podcast on Barstool. But I was listening to them and they were making fun of uh, girls on on uh, on Instagram, like their bios, because they were like 
they found one that was like one half, you know, one half Mexican, one half whatever, Swedish. And they were just like making fun of it because they thought that was funny. But it's true. It is very easily not trendy to be American. I mean, Didi loves to put the narrative that I'm super Jewish. And it's like, yeah, I'm Jewish, but that's I love not to put like... that narrative too. Dude, it's like... Because on some, on some level, it just, it just it grinds your gears a little bit. I will say, dude, Preston said some funny shit the other day. I was like oh, I have to go home this day or something. And he's like, where's home? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, do you mean Westlake or Israel? <laughs> I thought it was really funny. No, when I was, when I was, at, the, when I was at the theater with you um, about to see Spider-Man, um, you were like, we're talking about like this, we're talking like skin color or something like that. And you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty tan right now. I'm like, yeah, you're a child of Israel. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, dude, fucking stop. I'm not even from Israel. <laughs> I'm not from Israel. I'm not Israeli. I'm you're none Jewish. Of you have to be at some point. Granted, I'm not... You know, I don't say because, dude, people say it all the time, and I'm like, dude, literally, I'm just Jewish. It doesn't mean I'm not like if my family was from Israel. Like, I, it's not like I'm ashamed of if we were from Israel. I'm just literally not. So it's like, what's the shtick, dude? Didi loves it. Are you ashamed of your of your? Judaism? No, it's just like it's not that big of a deal. And then I go like, yeah, but like, you know, yeah, I'm definitely Jewish, and I definitely appreciate it more after taking. I took like a history of Judaism class in in uh, Redlands. I really liked it and had like a new, not like a newfound appreciation for anything, but like absolutely, Jake, you know, like Jake, listen, okay. shh, listen, shalom. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know. It's just mazel like tov. it's just yeah, mazel tov. It's just a a thing. Like it's no big deal, and everybody loves to make it a big deal. And it's like that's cool, but it's also not a big deal. So whatever, because people go like, where are you from? And I'll be like, well, my family's from like the East Coast. And they'll be like, no, where are you from? And I'm like, no, but literally like four or five generations. You're a red-blooded American. Yeah, so it's like, dude, it's really not popular to be an American, which is fine. Which I, but I, I honestly, I respect that because I don't, it's kind of, I, I think about it in multiple dude, literally Didi has been like, oh yeah, but my family's Irish. And I'm like, what? Not really, though. Dro- isn't there, there's, that's, that's, that seems drogy or something. Drogy. Drogy. Isn't that German or something? She says she's Catholic Irish. Is that Irish? Her is family, dro- like, is all Drogi the- a last... Uh, but from Catholic. super long, because she likes yeah. to say that I somebody mean, owned a saloon in the Old West or something. Like, shit. here's the thing about it, right? Um, I say that... Like, I re- the, the, there's always a thing where it's, like, gatekeeping, right? You know oh, what that, that is? No, I have no gatekeeping idea. Gatekeeping is when somebody is, like... Um, it's hard to think of examples, but it's like it's like people are like, oh, I'm a really, really big fan of this thing. So if you're like a somewhat fan of this thing, you can't call yourself a big fan of this uh-huh. thing, right? Avatar. Kind of. Definitely Marvel. Definitely A lot of Marvel stuff, right? Where it's, it's, and here's an example, right? People who are like, if you don't read comic books, you can't call yourself a Marvel mm-hmm. fan, right? If you haven't whereas, seen every movie and know yes, all the Easter eggs. Whereas, like whereas you and I are big Marvel fans, yeah. but Olivia and Ariana who for our listeners at home are friends of us, they will cry and scream and they won't be able to watch these movies sometimes again because it's too traumatic for them. (laughs) They don't read any of the comics, but I would say they are bigger fans of it than we are, right? It's just a different way. I watch them because I really enjoy the movies. They're like emotionally attached and invested to some of the Yes, but they're 110% worthy to call themselves fans, whereas some people online will be like, if you don't read the comics, you're not a real fan. That's true. That's gatekeeping, right? Okay. And so I hate to be like that when it comes to Irishness, right? (laughs) Because Americans fucking love the Irish, despite the fact that in the... In the in the beginning of the nineteen hundreds, the Irish were today's Mexicans. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Where we were, we were the ones who were like who who they were like oh, on the fucking, east coast. Get the fuck least. out of our country, Irish. Yeah, you're, yeah. You have a family in your own country, so you're coming to ours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But nowadays... There's some crazy, dude. I took APUS AP history, and there was, like, some crazy political cartoons I remember seeing. Oh, I know. But, like, I know. Irish yeah. people. I'm like, what? Yeah. Dude, I just thought, like, they made, like, leprechauns and beer. No, I didn't know no, anything. The, yeah, I didn't no, know no, any we, of this we got, we got fucked. You know, you know the Irish famine... Um, I'll, I'll tell a story about this in a second. Let me finish my other point, okay, though, right? Um, so I hate to be a gatekeeper. For, for context for people... Everyone knows this. I feel like who listens to this, but my I'm okay. first I'm first generation American. So I was born here, okay. and my parents were born and raised in yeah. middle of nowhere Ireland, in Cork, right? County Cork, not even the city of Cork, County. County Cork. So they were like farm back end farms in the middle of nowhere, and neither of them had any money growing up, right, at all. Um, and so I so when people say to me, "Oh, I'm I'm Irish." I'm always like, really? But are, are you, you really? Are you Irish? really? Whereas I, whereas people who are actually, whenever I actually go to Ireland, it's kind of the logic of, really, are you Irish towards mm-hmm. me? You know? So it's like, uh, the, it's like the other level of it. So I feel weird doing that. It's kind of a level of like, why am I making this more exclusive? Yeah, but, but I feel like most people that are in your situation, I don't think they spent nearly as much time in Ireland as you did. Yes. So you actually have people that, like friends in Ireland, and they're like, "Well, you're not Irish, you're yeah. American." Yeah, and I've gone there. I've gone there um, like twice. A, this is the first summer since probably I was in kindergarten that I have not gone to Ireland. Actually, there was one summer where I did the, that's that film course for the summer. I didn't go that year, but it's it's been it's been. Are like, your parents ashamed of you? They miss me. My mom. My mom texted me because we we all we we cycle in Ireland a lot. And um, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, there's one really big hill we'd cycle towards. It was like a goal to get to it as a kid, and it's like probably ten miles, but it's a lot of hills and stuff. And right. um, on the way up, on the way towards one of the hills, just before the big hill, uh, one of there's like a, a house that has a little shed by the by the road, and so we always stop there for water, and then we called it the shed. And my mom texted me this morning and was like, "We just passed the shed." And I was like, did you stop? And she said, no, too emotional. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's yeah. crazy. The other thing I was going to say, though, about... Oh, yeah, no. Here's, here's the funny thing, though, right? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare... I apologize to the Moody's right now, because <laughs> I'm about to talk about Judaism, right? Wow. <laughs> Just because it was a topic earlier. Comparing cares. Judaism and Irishness, right? Here's the compare and contrast here, okay? So. Oh, fuck why I told you I was gonna get flagrant. That's perfectly so fine. Oh, apo- dude, I'm here. This for is it. this is the Moody's Hell podcast, awesome. okay? This All right. is awesome. Let's go. Look at it. Okay, so Let's what, go. I'm what so was, glad we found what ourselves was, here. What was the time <laughs> difference between the Irish famine and the Holocaust? Oh my well, first of all, uh <laughs> what? Second of all, the Holocaust was like the thirties and early forties. Okay, and the and the late thirties early. The 40s. Irish famine was around the Before that. Yeah, it was before that definitely. It was like probably the probably like the night around like the early year, around, around the year nineteen hundred. World War Two right? time or World War One pre World War One because we fought pre-World for our independence War. during World War One. Um, that that. Then our, what the hell is that that movie with Brie Larson about? The Free Fire. Yeah, that's the IRA. Who later the the decision of the war Irish War of Independence was that uh, the UK could retain Northern Ireland, and the IRA in the seventies or. 70s yeah in the 70s the ira were fight were fighting a in quotation marks a war against the british to reclaim northern ireland from them and it was basically terrorism so they like the ireland was trying to yeah they bombed they bombed they bombed the road in england the prime minister is on and they also bombed a a bar by a major shopping center irish people did yeah and like killed a whole bunch of people and like children and everything. Dude, that's sick. It was terrible. It was ter- no. I mean, but the interesting thing about that, I'm getting into all these tangents. But um, the interesting thing about they were that, doing it before it was cool. 
It's true. They, that's they flagrant. Were. That's a flagrant <laughs> thing. Um, no, but like, I mean, the interesting thing about that is the people, the, the basically the suicide bombers in those situations are hailed by the Irish these days by some as as war mm-hmm. heroes, mm-hmm. right? As they died for a good cause. Whereas, like my mom, my, my no one's gonna listen to this, right? My my mom is on the side of saying, yeah, they were war heroes. They died for a good cause. They were fighting for their country, right? Whereas sure. my dad was like, they're terrorists. They're nothing. They're scum, right? Wow. So it's two different sides of the of the scale for Irish people on that kind of thing. The IRA is not a thing anymore, but the the history of the IRA. I just don't understand. You're like, well, yeah, in the potato famine time, they're fighting for their independence, and then seventy years later, they were fighting for because their we were we were independent, and it was a time of war, and we were fighting within our own country. Within our own country, we were they, they, there were troops. There were there okay, were, I, I, the, the situation we had going was basically. Um, it was feudalism, so it was it was just a level. It was just a level be- below slavery, right? Above, no, we're uh, oh, above, above. Yeah, yes. There was feudalism. It in was. The 1900s. I, I was. I was saying below. Is in it? Well, the thing is that we would we would be we would have to have enough crop to give to the British to make them satisfied, or else they'd whip us, right? And they were physically whipping people yes, in the 1900s. They were whipping, killing them, cutting off their hands, cutting all that kind of stuff, uh, right? Do you know that for a fact? Yes. In the nineteen hundreds. Yes, in the sixties. It will in the eighteen hundreds more like because they because because in around nineteen ten is when they fought for their independence, right? Okay, but then what the hell's Brie Larson doing in the movie? That takes place in nineteen seventies. What's happening in the seventies if this is happening? The in IRA the terrorism. We got our what happened in the tens? We got our independence around nineteen fifteen, and then so what's Brie Larson doing? Brie Larson, <laughs> it's Killian, Killian Murphy is the one doing it. The dude who plays Scarecrow in The Dark Knight, right? I never. He's a terrorist, basically. In that Batman movie. Begins. Yes, and Batman oh, and Dark Knight. Yes, Something and Dark Knight too. Yeah. Um, but he's the Dark Knight trilogy is what I meant. Okay. But he's um, he's basically an IRA terrorist in that movie, which is different than the. Okay, but why are they still fighting six? Because sixty years later. Okay, hold on. Just you you talk for a second while I pull up a map of Ireland just to show you. I can't show it to our viewers at home. I'm pretty sure you're the only person who's going to be confused listening to this. Yeah. I think everybody else will understand. Dude, what because I'm I was trying about. to explain to my dad. I'm like, yeah, Karen is telling me about this movie of Brie Larson. It's like one long shootout scene. That's like Irish versus England in Boston or something. Okay. Okay, dude. I know what it looks so like. So look, that's I Ireland. Pulled up a map of. See, I know. See dude. this? This chunk is that up a here? separate country? That's a, that's part of the UK. The UK owns that section, so they we when we fought for our independence, the UK only was got like all that. the okay. UK was like okay, you can have all of all of the southern area and this little bit of the north here, but this tiny little section of land in Northern Ireland, we want to keep that the because, whole thing because those tiny pe- that's those the thing. those people are well, this is this whole this whole country is the size of like the state of New York, right? Are you kidding? It's me? tiny. It's a small country. It's, it's looks an big island. as hell. Yeah, um, you looks can, like you can you can drive this entire thing in probably ten hours easily. Right, and, and if it, if there was if there was a big highway like there was in the U.S., it would take two hours. Yeah. Right, um, but anyway, Northern Ireland is the UK. The UK owns that, and because of the it's time, a part of the UK. at the time they were the people up there were. Is that a current map? Yes. So what the so did Brie Larson lose? Brie Larson was not IRA. Brie Larson was a weapons dealer. She she was a negotiator among weapon deals. It was Killian Murphy that was them, and yes, they lost because they because they weren't really? fighting. The war. They were terrorists. They were they weren't they weren't really fighting the war. There was no war. The, the difference. But so is, the people in Northern Ireland wanted to be a part of Ireland proper. At the time of the War of Independence, no. But in the in the years since, yes. Like uh, take Rory McIlroy for example. You know the golfer. Yeah. He was born in Northern Ireland, and so there was a big fight over whether he would represent Ireland or the UK. Oh. 
you know well, it's, it's a part of the uk it's part of but the UK. also but they identify it's it's kind of like it's kind of like um Puerto hawaii Rico. it's like hawaii you love hawaii it's like oh. how hawaii wants to secede dude northern ireland they're being so flagrant northern, right northern ireland would love to join the rest of ireland okay um but anyway before what my flagrant <laughs> thing about jews and Irish oh, dude, people, okay, right let's go okay yeah, yeah. um Alright, so hol- I'm going to ask you some of your offensive. Judaism thing. We're also late enough into this, I feel like maybe people <laughs> yeah. aren't listening The anymore. only people who are listening is me editing it. And by yeah, the way, I'm just going to scrub through it. Um, okay, so with your, with your history of Judaism, right, how many people died in the Holocaust? Like six point something million. Okay, so you know what, to be fair, that's more people than died in the Irish famine, right? Like three, it, it, for us it was like three or four million, right? But out of a population of, of like six million... Or it's more less, or like it. It wiped out basically uh, two thirds of our population, right, at the time. And because we were selling crop, because we we would have to sell all our most expensive crops to the English, so they wouldn't cut our hands off. And that's yeah. I just have a hard time believing in the fucking that late in history we were still cutting off people's hands. Yes, the hands. British sucked. That's why we say fuck the British. That's why I jokingly say. Who says that fuck the British? I jokingly say that all the time. I say, dude, fuck the British. Do you like Kingsman? I fucking love those movies. Well. Well, I mean that it's 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 ancient history. I say that jokingly because I'm Irish, but um, it's ancient history. But also, that's not that ancient where people's hands are getting cut off. Yes, that's like Hammurabi's code. Yes, it's not. It wasn't pretty. People died. It wasn't good. Listen, right? I'm sure. Okay, but anyway, let me let me continue. Right, Be, to to make the quotas, we'd have to sell all our most expensive crops to the English. Right. Right. So they were giving everything away. So you know. So, so you know. You know what that left us? Uh, potatoes. I potatoes. Don't know. Right. Because potatoes are extremely cheap and they last a really and long time. And carry gold butter. So we'd have the Irish people would have nice, yeah, nice. There you go. Uh, <laughs> the the Irish population would have basements full of potatoes basically, and they'd store them there for months and they'd eat them bit by bit, right? But then a blight hit the potato crop, and so all they didn't and, have and, the, and potatoes were like you couldn't eat potatoes anymore, right? So everybody so everybody starved. People left the country, going to America, looking for work, going to anywhere else, looking for work. Um, but a, a thir- two-thirds of our population died, right? The majority of our population died. Um, now, you're going to fast-forward. Okay, then, 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 separately, in another incident, the Holocaust happened, right? Yeah, so, like, super completely separately. Okay, yes. Also, yes, England also, in that time is easily the good guys. England what? was easily fighting on the right side of history in World War II. That's World War Two. This was all before. This was well, before yeah, but World it's War. still only a span of like thirty years. No, I, and I mean, but I, of course, no, no country's ever objectively good or bad, right? Like war That's is true. war, so people do shitty stuff. So, like the reason we fought for independence was because was during World yeah. War One yeah, because England was mostly occupied with the war, so we were able to slip out, right? That's how we. That's how we got our independence. World War One or World War World War One. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway. The Rhineland. Anyway, though, with World War Two, though, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, a terrible tragedy happened to the to the Jews, right? Where the Holocaust happened, concentration camps, all that stuff. Terrible, right? A big, a yeah, big it's thing. A of life, super okay? different situation. But I'm gonna say the thing nowadays. I'm here for it, though. Listen, I'm about to agree with you. Are are Jews even oppressed anymore? Didi's gonna have a fit when she hears you say that. I would easily say no, but supposedly anti-Semitism is like. As popular there was as there was that Charlottesville thing. It was char- it was somewhere in the south. I remember I was driving to college for the first time when this was happening, when all the Trump supporters had their tiki torches. Oh, well, and there was, was like the an alt right thing. Yeah, right? there was like the neo Nazi thing. I mean, within the last like three or four months, there was like a synagogue that got shot up in like San Diego. 
I don't know. I mean, what the hell? I mean, it's clearly a different version of the same type of hatred that happened in the uh, in the 40s, in the 30s and 40s with the Holocaust. But also with that being said, it was... Uh, it's not a generalized problem, I don't think, though. It's just specific. Yeah, it's very different. And then also specifically from, I mean, where I grew up, now you live here, but it's like Jewish people are the most successful people. They're the doctors. They're the exactly. people who make the movies. They're the on-camera and behind-camera person. Everybody, if if there's a person who's, like, notably successful, chances are the Jewish. But that's because I'm literally talking about, like, driving around Beverly Hills. There's a difference between that and, like, somewhere in Eastern European, or Eastern Europe, where people's families are, like, literally dead still. But also, yeah, and also, I don't know what type of anti-Semitism was actually happening in America at the time. Honestly, if anything, I'd be like, they were rooting heavy for the, for the, uh, whatever the, the op, what was the, the Axis was the bad guys. Who was the good guys? The allies. The allies. But also, you know, with that being said, supposedly Walt Disney was a, was a racist. There's a very famous in, in, um, like Tom the, Ford. Actually? Oh, he, he's, he agreed. He, he didn't, he didn't agree with the whole non-Jew part of, of Nazism, but he agreed with the, uh, the government. That's fine. I barely know. But I will say, uh. A super like popular thing to do if you grow up in like my area is like in the Santa Monica Hills, like kind of um, on the border between like Santa Monica and Malibu. Like I think it's a little bit on Topanga Canyon. There's like a literally like a Nazi base camp that's like been abandoned, right? And mm-hmm. it, and then it like got turned into a zoo, and now it's just like nothing. And people love to park and and like hike in there. And it's totally like swastikas like built into like these concrete buildings, but not like people spray painted them like a couple years ago like literally it was like a some type of camp where people like met up and were trying to like do stuff in america but yeah i, I definitely agree with you it, it's a different type of uh it's a i mean i would say i would say that no i not one single instance in my whole entire life have i ever felt oppressed for being jewish and i think most people would say that especially growing up in america but also it's clearly like there there have clearly been issues i mean the holocaust was just one thing it's been like a whole like the literal whole history of of jewish people has been like a fight to survive and every people are always trying to keep them down for whatever reason i mean that's why that supposedly this is what i learned in my class at least this is what my teacher said but that's why uh like jewish people are so good at like these very specific type of jobs like jewish people like all you know it's like it's also like a thing that like anti-Semitic people would say, but like Jewish people around the media, Jewish people around the banks, X, Y, and Z. But it's because supposedly back in the day, they said Jewish people couldn't do anything because there, you know, there were like rule like slavery, like black people couldn't go into the same restaurants and things like that, mm-hmm. or that's whatever Jim Crow. Yeah. But there was a similar situation with Jewish people. So when new things would pop up, it was like the only option that Jewish people had to do. So they latched onto it. And obviously nobody likes people who work at the banks and say, we got to take over your house and things like that. And then with the movies, people, they just jumped on it because it was like a brand, there were no rules, similar like the internet, right? So all those old school, also like a lot of the, um, like the Stan Lee was Jewish, right? Who came up with all these stories of superheroes and, and the people who came up with Superman were Jewish because that was a big, another big part of my class because it was like, um, obviously the class is in America so it was like focusing on that side of the story and it was like um, because they moved here similar to like you know immigrants from anywhere else in the world if you're not exactly white I mean even Irish people too for a certain point in history mm-hmm. came here and were like sold this dream of like you know the golden 
you know, like lands of the free, you can do whatever you want, you know, become a big rich businessman and move to the West and, and you know, build like the frontier, whatever, X, Y, Z. And then you got here and that wasn't exactly the case, right? Because yeah. of like, you know, certain types of uh, whatever but discrimination. You flash, you flash forward to nowadays where oh, yeah, no, completely everybody, everybody's Irish and people and the, like... You're literally the only Irish really, person I know. But the only real Irish person you know, but everybody, like your girlfriend... Likes to say Your girlfriend Irish. claims she's Irish. Sure. Sorry. I'm sorry, Dee Dee. <laughs> You're definitely Irish. <laughs> but, uh, but like, like people, everybody, everybody's got a little bit of Irish in them, right? That's what, and everybody loves to claim... If you think Irish hard enough. Because... Because it's, cool. it's the same, it's the same thing. If you're, if you're the group that, ha- that feels like everybody doesn't expect much from you, then you have more of a motivation to prove them wrong. Right? Yeah, definitely. But anyway, one thing I want to say about that, right? So I was talking about, I was talking about the early 1900s, about the 1930s in uh, Germany, right? And all that kind of stuff, right? Sure. Where it's like, well, the Holocaust was in Germany, right? Well, all over, I thought you were talking yeah. about the Irish thing. No, yeah, right? So I was talking about, I was talking about that kind of stuff, right? Now you're going to flash forward to Loyal Academy in Wilmet, Illinois, right? <laughs> During the four years when I was in high school, okay. okay? So <laughs> snippet of history um, in comparison. <laughs> so this, so I just think I remember my sophomore year of high school. This kid, he should have really, he should have gotten expelled if we're being honest, because he was kind of an asshole too. But his dad had a lot of money and he donated a lot of money to the school, right? So they didn't, they didn't expel him. They suspended him. Okay. But the kid got in trouble because there was a Jewish kid, and him and his friends started throwing pennies at the Jewish kid, that right? Dude, that's and funny. wearing and wearing yarmulkes to make fun of him, right? So but that's the, a very different type of... This, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The school suspended yeah. him, and he got in trouble for that kind of thing, right? Now, you flash forward to my senior year, and it was our senior Olympics, right? And we were the whole grade was split into these different teams, and all the teams had different colored shirts, right? And the green team decided to name their team the Famine. Dude, that's funny as hell. And they had on their, they had printed, they, another team who was blue decided to name their team Blue Cheese, and the school blocked it because they're like, that's some sort of sexual innuendo, right? What does Blue Cheese I have, have no to do idea. with sex? I have no idea. But they, but the famine got through with no problem, right? The famine were allowed to, to be the famine on the, on the team, on, on the Spring Olympics, or the, the Summer Olympics, or the fucking Senior Olympics team, right? Um... And I feel so, like it's broad enough, but, though. But like, that. what's what's the difference? Why why is it why is it that like? Because I I didn't feel offended by that, right? I don't feel offended by Holocaust jokes. Yeah, because it's like, why? When when's it going to be? When's it? When's the the tipping point where it's like, okay, that was a really really long time ago. So we can kind of, even though a lot of people died, like the famine. When's the point where we can just be like, okay, well, it's not really as much of a problem anymore, so we can just make fun of it. This well, is this is very flagrant, but I'm enjoying it. Not even flagrant. Well, it's, the difference it's what is what the Moody's Hell podcast is for. I mean, it's not the difference, but there is like you know, talking about I guess the potato famine and the Holocaust is a very different situation than talking about like you know, any type of uh, racial. Uh, what's the word? Well, racial stuff is different because it actually well, involves like race and stuff right but wh- i guess but i'm i mean whatever i mean what's the, what is a race if, if being jewish isn't a race and being irish isn't a race or being african-american it's all the same thing for the most part but i'm saying like where now in 2019 there's candidates running on like we're gonna get african-americans proper refer referendum or reformation for slavery because once slavery got abolished, they promised everybody 40 acres and a mule, if you know this, mm-hmm. and that just never really came to fruition. So now, however many years later, since the fucking Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation, and Juneteenth and things like that, we're like, we're, we still owe you guys something. And, and here's what it's going to be. 
versus like I don't feel like Germany owns me owes me anything. I mean, what the fuck? Do you think you're gonna go to Inc- like London and like feel like they owe you something? There's a difference. There's clearly a difference because enough time has passed. Granted, I guess it is controversial. But slavery, for some of these... slavery is also slavery was back, before that. But, yeah, and slavery I was abolished before these things we're talking about. The forties. I think I feel I mean, like there's Jim Crow. I feel like it's a bit. I feel like I feel like prejudice is a bit different when it's on a very physical basis as opposed to I guess so. just your lineage, right? Like I mean, when I when I first met you, I wouldn't think, oh, that's a Jew, you know. Yeah, I would think you're Jewish. What? I would think you're exactly. Jewish. Exactly. That's the, that, that's hair. exactly the point, right? <laughs> that like that like. But if you're but if you're if you're black, if you're Latino, if you're Asian, right? right you, can you can obviously tell. tell on a just a physical basis that okay, that person is blank, right? And um, so it's it's it's. I feel like it's a bit different. The whole the, like like Judaism and like not that anyone, not that the Irish people are all oppressed, but I'm just wondering like. It just it always seemed What's kind of weird difference? to me. There was a thing I read earlier. It's also way less popular to be like, yeah, I'm Irish and I'm oppressed versus like, yeah, I'm no, Jewish. No, Irish people are not. We, we, Whatever, we back in the we day. We don't say that. But yeah, back in the day, it's not nearly as hot of a topic. That would be like me saying, um, I don't know, like it's very popular to be like, yeah, the girls' soccer team, sorry, Jesus Christ, the women's soccer team needs <laughs> to be paid more. Right? That's like a really popular thing. They just won the championship. They won it, whatever, last year. And there's like a big thing about it and then i guess like i don't know if you saw this but like the uh do you like at, like the literal like soccer federation like the the whatever like corporation runs like women's soccer globally not just in america put out the support and it's like hey just so you guys know um not only do the women get paid equally but actually they're getting paid more than the americans men team but if you actually look at the numbers they like completely fudged it and they like they totally like uh like manipulated things just to like so people read the headline and be like oh the women are wrong the whole time and they'd be like you see i told you but anyways i say all that to say it's way more popular to like complain and you know fight for like the soccer team right now than it is to like i don't know talk about at like something completely random like the safety of an mma fighter not that that's like an issue but do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's like things that are really popular things that are not popular like there were still issues with like illegal immigration and things like that back when Obama was president, but it's it. I mean, like whatever. More for loco, but uh, it's very popular because of what our president says and tweets and things like that. You know what I mean? So there's a difference. There's like a like what's what's an interesting thing right now and what's not. It's not very interesting to be like, oh yeah, but what about the potato famine? But it is interesting because there were neo Nazis in the street. If there weren't neo-Nazis in the street and there was some guy who was, like, playing juggling potatoes, yeah, then it would be different. No, but, that, I mean, that that's definitely a really good point because I remember thinking that more before that whole Tiki Torch incident with the neo before before the recent craze of neo-Nazism and stuff, right? Like, okay, that's fucked, obviously. But um, that that is a good point with that one. Um, but it's just, like, I don't know. It's I guess it, it is still – that's a good point that it is still kind of somewhat current. I'm not even saying that I've not been offensive. I have not been put down one single time because I'm Jewish. Yeah, but like I mean, and, and also I, I, but I that's do because think, of my upbringing and things like that. I do think to a certain level it is also kind of like just have a bit like like I I, I hate to say this because it just makes me sound terrible, right? Because a lot of people I don't want to be associated it's with people so. that typically say this, right? 
normally it's like they're Are you gonna very, say like have more all sympathy right. or something. Oh, it's, wow. it's all right. Go it's for like, it, dude. Well, it's, it's, Let's the kind go. Of, it's the kind of thing when they're like when they're like, oh, you just have tougher skin, right? In some mm. situations, no, because there's genuine prejudice and oppression, all that kind of stuff, obviously. But like, people make like I've had this conversation with my mom many many times over the years, where people will be like, people always make jokes about like. Irish people are drunk all the time. We're all alcoholics and like all that kind of stuff, right? Never am I even a little bit offended by that, because I'm kind of like, it's true, you know. Can you imagine how sad and boring of a life you have if you go to bed at night and you're like, they asked me if I like Guinness. Yeah, except but like, but, but Jesus, my my okay. my mom was saying she's like she's like yeah I don't really like when people say that you know, and I'm like mom it's like. Okay, but there's she grew up there and things like that, and she knows that it has a whole culture. But it's not. It's it. my dad wouldn't be like that either, though, right? It's not. It's not like well, and, 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 and in, in some in some situations, yeah, in some situations it's different, right? But it's just like I don't know. It's kind of a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird situation. That's fine, because I feel that way about a lot of things. But it, but you just have to remember that sub that certain, you know, I don't know how other people feel, and I can't tell them how to feel. But also at the same time, it's like my God. People are actually dying. Like, North Korea is, like, literal hell, it seems like, to live in. But we're going to, like, complain about this random thing, you know? Yeah. But also, uh, I can't tell other people what to talk about. The hill that I chose to die on is that Avatar is the greatest movie ever, you know? So it's like, what am I going to tell this other... At least this other person is trying to do something. When are you going to get an Avatar poster in this room? Dude... Dude, the posters are kind of whack, I'm not going to lie. But you started talking about the the red uh, Banshee yeah. action figure. Yeah. That's something I would, like, nail into my wall and, like, tie a, like, a fishing line or something and hang it so it looks like it's flying. Mm-hmm. Dude. I might be 21. But... I, might, I might be able to make that happen. Oh! Because, I mean, next time, next time I go, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of it logically. I'm going to say this now. I'm never I mean, I can it. find it online somewhere. Well, I don't need your specific toy. I would like a... Dude, if I could have, like, a Navi guy sitting on my desk, that'd be sick. I have one. Dude, the Navi... I mean, like, what an... Inc- also, didn't talk about this, but the other ride in Avatar Land, Pandora... I just want to say afterwards yeah. I apologize to the Moody's. Because <laughs> I feel like I don't want your parents to hate me if they listen this far. It's not. It doesn't even... Dude. I like Seinfeld. <laughs> My parents don't even like Seinfeld. I've never seen them watch Seinfeld one single time. I have never... The only piece of Jerry Seinfeld I've ever consumed is I turned on his Netflix original special, and I was like, this guy's not very funny. And then I watched like three comedians in cars with Preston, and I was like, oh yeah, he's got a shtick. I just want to specify that I said that because Mr. Moody, when I when I hung out you said with you that like one time, that you said you, you mentioned Seinfeld at one point, and so I know you like Seinfeld. There you so. go. I've never seen this guy watch Seinfeld in my whole entire life, but whatever. <laughs> it also doesn't matter. Dude, this is what the Moody's Hall podcast is for. I know. I just, I feel, I feel. For. At the, at the, on the one hand, my my Twitter bio is I'm here to James Gunn myself. Oh my God, hand, is it I, actually? Yeah, I don't actually want to James Gunn myself. That so. has nothing to do with anything, dude. Yeah. That's, I don't know, whatever. It's because it is an interesting thing, because I took this class and I'm like, wait a minute, what? You guys still feel this way? Like, I had a professor with PowerPoints, like, talking to me about this kind of stuff. Like, anyways, I started telling the story, I didn't tell, the reason that, like, a lot of these, like, fa- like super, like, literal superheroes are, um, created by Jewish people is because supposedly, you know, they were sold on this dream of like the beautiful golden America, the frontier, you can do whatever you want here, got here, were still oppressed, but then they found out like these new medians that were like, um, you know, there weren't any rules where they could do whatever they want. And then they were able to tell their like version of like the American hero story, but like through the lens of 
of being a Jewish person. I get that was like a whole like week, two weeks of like talking about like literally just Superman and Captain America and like the fact that, you know, specific types of the uh, specific like instances in their origin stories are like, you know, interesting using the lens of Jewish people wrote it. Also, who cares about anything? So if we're comparing and contrasting Jews and the, the Irish, just a quick thing there, right? There the Jews did this great thing. They made all these, they were creative. They made all these great superheroes. They're now the biggest box office movie of all time. <laughs> all that kind of stuff, right? Whereas the Irish came to America, went to Boston, Chicago, started to organize crime. Yeah. And just killed some bitches for money. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Go watch The Parted. They made a, <laughs> they made a movie of Brie Larson, though. They did. Dude. Dude, I'm really fire, trying to watch that. You, you, I'm, I'm glad it, it stuck with you that much. Because it makes it's interesting. Like, how the hell do you write an hour and a half movie that's just one scene? If you like, I know you really like history stuff. Yeah. Look into the IRA. Yeah, I probably. It's should. actually it's actually fascinating. Like, it's it's a really interesting because it's it's a it's a it's a very good moral question about how because like what's considered an act of war, what's considered yeah, not an act of war, what's noble, what's not noble, what's a good cause, like. Mm-hmm. There is the whole rep- it was the same thing about reparation, like we were saying about the slaves and the a mule and the forty acres, right? Yeah. Where it's the same thing where the Irish people were like, "You cut off our hands." I'm I'm saying that because that's just one specific example of things they do. It's not like that was like the the standard. All Irish people will walk around with no hands. Yep. But um, yeah, it was just the kind of the oppression thing, like, "Oh, you owe us this, so we're gonna come into your country and." If we killed some some innocent, innocent civilians in the process, it's okay because you killed so many of our Irish people. That was their logic. Yeah. I don't agree with it personally, but that's just my personal opinion on it. Because I, I I think the IRA were terrorists. That was my assessment of it. I'm glad we got to the bottom line of Kieran's opinions on the IRA. Yeah. <laughs> on Moody as Hell episode six, though. Yeah. That's no, good the, that the we cleared that the up. The funniest shit, my um. <laughs> My cousin, who's who uh, was actually born in Germany, she's half German, half Irish. Her mom's Irish. My my mom's sister. Um, she's married to a Turkish guy now. And when he when, Congrats when to he her. came when he came to when he came to Ireland, like a great guy, Oscar is his name. Uh, really nice guy and stuff. When he came to the to Ireland, he kept asking about the IRA. That's funny. And we're like, Oscar, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, that's pretty funny. We don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He kept making IRA jokes. It was like, this is great. Probably saw the movie. <laughs> no, that, well, that, that, no. There, there's plenty, there's other movies about the IRA. Yeah. Um, fucking The the Crying Game. Have you heard of that movie? Nope. It won an Oscar for Best Screenplay. It's about, oh, yeah. What? Oh, because you're, you know, like, the, I know, I know the director, yeah. yeah but, um, that's but, why he, I know. but, um, but in that, that movie, like, the first, the whole first act of that movie, the main guy in that's like an RA terrorist who decides to leave. And then he gets broke back into it. Really? It, all in the meantime, he's seen a tranny. <laughs> and who, who was previously the girlfriend of Forrest Whitaker. You see, that's how I know that the LGBT community is more oppressed than because Jewish I just people. said the word tranny. And I laughed. <laughs> Like literally, it took literally like my gut instinct was just to chuckle. That's the four logo, talking, which is yeah. I unfortunately, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Anyways, I cannot believe that we devolved that much. We didn't even talk about Marvel. But it's too gonna, late. Are you going to end the podcast now? Yeah, dude, it's your podcast. You can make it run for however long you want. I know, but no one's going to listen this long. Literally. <laughs> Who cares? That's going. my on show meeting. Keep, have, it my... Be, have it be the um the Captain Collins Radio Voyage super long special. Yeah. No, dude, I, I we just, have to We need to talk about tattoos, we need to talk about Marvel. We talked about your tattoo enough. My only other question is did it hurt and you told me in the car. I told you.
told you in the car it didn't really hurt that bad. Yeah, so um, I'm still not trying to get a tattoo. One, one, no, wait, I want to I wanna potentially tease the Marvel thing because on the next Disney Deconstructed podcast, which isn't going to be next Friday, but it's the Friday after, It that's like our last show before D23. So we already teased. We already said, oh shit, we forgot to talk about the Marvel stuff. And also, our next show was going to be like D23 predictions for the movies because mm-hmm. they're going to announce like the next slate of Pixar and Disney live action, Disney whatever. So you might as well just come on to that and that's when we'll talk about Comic-Con. I just want to say one thing because it was alluded to in the car. Um, okay. The dude, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his, The guy who's playing Shang-Chi. I can't remember mm. what his name is right now off the top of my head. But he did a really whatever. great thing on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. Where I don't um him he, check he's, he's Canadian, right? Yeah. And there's like a Canadian like joke show, right? Basically they're Saturday Night Live, right? And they have a whole news section. And they had him on it to talk about like oh, nice. the Marvelous Cinematic Universe. Good for him. And he was like, Yeah, it's so great to be the first person to represent my group in the Marvel movies and then like the white guy's like the, the main the main like broadcast guy, right? And like at the same time the broadcast goes Asian people and the dude who plays Shane she goes Canadians and he's, like, he's like yeah I'm the first Canadian to lead a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny good yeah. for him for saying that but also by the, yeah not MCU but also isn't Wade Wilson from Canada that's not MCU I know well now it is no kind of no it's not gonna be MCU it's still it's own thing I think what Bob Iger has said about Deadpool... He said he loves Deadpool and he wants to keep those movies the, the way they're The R-rated. The R-rated. Which yeah. I, I don't want I don't want crossover with Deadpool. I'm perfectly no. fine if they keep it. Fuck it. No, make crossover. I don't I want them to make Deadpool 3 exactly how they were going to, and then re-release it, MCU cut, like Once Upon a Deadpool or whatever, and make it a PG-13 version. Release both at the same time. Here's the R-rated version. Here's the PG-13 version. But then, if, then if the PG-13... If, if, if he's really successful in the MCU, they'll stop making the R-rated ones. He I says, love, he, I, I want to keep the... Ones. Dude, people, those movies are special enough where they would not screw with the R-rated. So. I hope so. I, I know they wouldn't. And then he'll just show up in an Avengers movie and they'll just bleep him and it'll be funny. Yeah. That's exactly what they'll do. For and they'll Spy- make a Deadpool movie. Spider-Man Deadpool crossover. I don't think we'll get a whole movie, but, you know, it'll yeah. def- they'll give him, like, a scene or two in, like, whatever crossover movie. But I think Deadpool 3 is going to happen exactly like how they wanted it to, but it'll get re-released, like, a month or two later, or maybe go directly to streaming. Well, you know, the next, you know what Deadpool 3 is, the next one on the line? X-Force, supposedly? It's just X-Force. Yeah, right. With Deadpool in it. Whatever, I mean... I'm so excited. Yeah, and the, because, you know, people read into it way too hard, but Kevin Feige was like, I don't even have time to talk about the mutants. He didn't say X-Men, he said Mutants. And then Ryan Reynolds posted the thing, so it's like, Deadpool 3 is happening. But also, that was on the an- anniversary of the leak. Right. Yeah. But he said Deadpool 3 is happening. It said Phase... Well, it's... Yeah, well, I mean, it's obviously... Like phase obviously 5. It says Phase 5, but it was just to kind of fuck with people. Over I know, but it's know. happening. They're making that movie. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. I, it, and they're not going to recast Ryan Reynolds, which no, is no, 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 no. fucking amazing. That's all I want. Of course not. Well... That's the only positive... Can you tell me one other Fox property that was, like, worth continuing other than Deadpool? I mean, Logan cut everything off at Logan, so there's not... So there was no X-Men you completely redo. Potential. Fantastic Four never really existed. Mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes, I guess, but, like, that was a trilogy of movies, and they're great, and that that's over with for, like, at least the next ten years, I would say. What else is there? And isn't that crazy? What? That Deadpool made that much of an impact... When I was fucking waiting for 11 years for them to make that movie, and they were like, oh, People it, love no, it. it has no box office potential. And I you know like, what's weird is I was watching like some video on it or whatever, and they were saying, uh, I was watching like a video of somebody talking about the Ryan Reynolds posted the thing, 
and they said that after X-Men or sorry Wolverine Origins when Wade, when Wade Wilson had like that terrible stupid cameo or whatever and they mm-hmm. set up his mouth I mean he was, he was in the whole movie but whatever yeah. right yeah. after that they hired the two writers and Tim Miller to X-Men, direct... X-Men Origins Deadpool I know the whole history trust me but dude they so they made that movie which was so stupid but I've never seen it but by all accounts that's like a terrible showing for Deadpool and for Hugh Jackman like that's just supposedly terrible bad it's not in theaters bad but then they hired all these people and they were like, but make that movie. So why did they know that that Deadpool was going to be good, but they still made the shitty X-Men Origins thing? Because of Fox, the studio. The studio got it's just run poorly or what? So here's the thing. So the, Ryan Reynolds, I, I know the whole history of this. Mm-hmm. And if, if, like, if you want to cut off the podcast. We talk about Deadpool and then we cut it. Yeah. I um, okay. So he, he before, a year prior to when Ryan Reynolds got hired to play Deadpool, he was on the rise as an as a actor. Right. And um, in one of Deadpool's comics, he said the statement, I look like a cross between Ryan Reynolds and a Sharpay, right? Which made it into the which made into the first Deadpool movie. Okay. And um, But Ryan Reynolds saw that because it was circulating online, and he's like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? And he looked at Deadpool, and he's like, I love this guy. I want to play him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he went to Fox, and he's like, I want to play Deadpool. And they're like, okay, cool, we're actually working on this. X, we're working on this Marvel or this Wolverine origin story, which is where Deadpool originally appeared in the comics. So we'll put you into it, right? And he was like, okay, cool. They put him into it. They fucking botched the character. The yeah. first, the first scene of, of X Men Origins has Wade Wilson pre Deadpool powerization, and it's like not, it's not canon. It's not perfectly accurate. But Ryan Reynolds does a great job in that scene, right? That's the best scene in the movie. There's one scene that. That's like fun. Like I thought, yeah. The sword spinning. The cool. Sword spinning. That's the first scene. Yeah. And he's kind of funny in it too. Like Wade Wilson is is pretty similar to like yes. what we see in the Deadpool movies. Yes. And then, then he they dies. make him like a weird then, villain, yeah, creepy. Then, then he dies, and then the he hell dies. Were they and thinking? then in the last act of the movie, the one thing Dead, Deadpool is called the Merc with a mouth. Yeah. And they, and they sew, sew his, his mouth shut for no reason. And Ryan Reynolds <laughs> yeah. for some of the in the final fight sequence. This is how bad this movie is, right? In for the final fight sequence. Um, only a few of the shots are actually Ryan Reynolds because he was so mad about it that he walked off set. Are you kidding me? Yes. He, he like, Ryan Reynolds... Why I, is I, he so I love crazy. Ryan Reynolds because Ryan Reynolds fucking loves Deadpool and he was so into it. And then when he was doing the press for X-Men Origins Wolverine, he was like, yeah, we're going to make X-Men Origins Deadpool next, right? That's the next thing in the process. And there's a post credit scene that, weirdly enough... You was see only, him like... It was only ever shown in theaters, though. On the on the on the TV release, they removed. Really, it. but Weird. if you wait in theaters, you can you can. I've only ever seen because I didn't stay in the theater. I've only ever seen like YouTube people recording it on yeah, their yeah. phone. And by and the way, that's a super old movie. It's so him. It's him. It's him. Like he gets his head cut off by Wolverine in the movie, mm-hmm. and then it's him in the post credit scene, like reattaching his head, right? And his mouth is not taped shut anymore, but he looks fucking oh, cool. weird anyway, right? And then, so they're like, they're like, oh, that's next. Is that one. canon at all? No. Is that the same character? Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, they, they just completely redid it because for good reason. And so then, it was like, okay, X Men Origins Wolverine, X Men Origins Deadpool is gonna be the next one, right? And Ryan Reynolds in the press tour was like, we're gonna make this movie, yeah. And then he was talking about it, and I remember for years seeing YouTube clips where it'd be like Deadpool trailer, and I'd be the innocent kid, I was like, no way, and I look, I click yeah. on it, it'd be some fan made trailer, mm-hmm. like, damn it, right? And um. So then, he, him, and his team of four—Tim Miller, Rhett Reese, and Paul Wernick—the two writers, Those are the, writers. the last two yeah. were the writers of Zombieland, right? They oh, were, really? I didn't yeah, know that. They, they wrote Deadpool, and they were all—they were all working. The, the script went through eight different drafts, and there was a PG thirteen cut of it. There was all kinds of stuff, right? And eight. they brought what? 
eight different eight drafts. drafts. One of the drafts, Taskmaster was the bad guy, who's going oh, no. to now be the bad guy in the Black Widow. Yeah, I was going to say, what yeah. The fuck? Um, there was like a bunch of different takes, a bunch of different cuts of it, right? And um, so they, but Fox kept saying no, no, no. So they, so they said, okay, we're going to make some test footage for it. So you've you've seen that CGI animated mm-hmm. test footage before, right? So they they made that and they said, here, and Fox. Ryan Reynolds linked it on his own. Yeah, they go here, Fox. Fox like, cool. We're not going to watch it. We're going to put this on the shelf. Maybe we'll watch it at some point, right? So Ryan Reynolds was like, I'm pissed. Well, it's it sat so, there for like three years. Yeah, before so he finally did. One of those that. four who were the only people who had access to no, it. it was Ryan Reynolds. But it was one of those four. It was officially. Yeah. Okay. Officially speaking, though, it was one of those four. Yeah. It could have been easily been any of them, really. But um. He's just the most public of them, I guess, right? Well, he but, jokes about it all the time. Yes, and that's I've seen clips where they're like, did you leak it? And he's like, I don't know, teehee. Yeah, exactly. So. But they're all like that. Tim Miller's like that oh, too, really? right? I didn't know. Um, and the Rhett Reese and Paul Warner, because all of them had access to it. All of them <laughs> made it. And they were like, they were like, so all four of them had it. One of them leaked it. Fox could not prove who leaked it, so they couldn't charge anyone. And Why would they charge anyone? Because it's illegal. Because that that's property of Fox. Oh. That's property of Fox Entertainment. That was not their thing to release, right? It was never. But they released it though. They re- that's the highest grossing rated art movie of all time. It's they clearly did, they, a good they idea did, to they make. They didn't that know movie. that though. They were so you think think Dumbos, of think of bro. who who thought it was a good idea to make the fan, the Fantastic Four reboot. Who thought it was a good idea to make like? It would have been a good idea if James John Cranick or whatever the fuck. Krennic. What about Suicide Squad? Who thought it was a good idea to make that oh, movie the way it was an made? Idiot. Right? Studios are dumb. Right, they want they, they want to do the stuff that they, they don't really understand the comic audience, right? Right, right. Um, but anyway, so they didn't they didn't want to make it because they're like an R rated movie will never do well. Deadpool was the first of its kind, really, right? Yeah. And um, so they released the footage, and or like or they they leaked the footage, and it went the minute it went online, fans poured out, and they were like, "Please make this! By God, make this!" They dropped it Fox, on Comic Con too, which is yeah. Sick. Fox was initially very mad. But then when they saw the huge outcry, they're like, "Okay, fuck it, we have to do this." Yeah. So they said, "Here you go. Here's a meager sixty million dollars to make this movie. Nothing in comparison to like the movies they were made at the time, like Justice Endgame, League. like two hundred, three hundred million. Yeah. Justice no. Oh, like, fuck, even... oh fu- Endgame's a fuck ton more than that. Endgame. Really? Endgame has a budget of like seven hundred million or something. <laughs> that had to make so much money to make profit. Like Justice League had like three hundred million. Wonder Woman had like two hundred million. This is all in the same time frame, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Deadpool had sixty million. They had to cut corners. They had to cut fight scenes out of it. They had to make it a lot more ground level. Dude, not... Three three action sequences in that movie. There's three big action sequences. Yeah. The rest of it's just yeah. made funny. Mm-hmm. And they threw it. They they put it together. They their version of the script. I did not think it was going to be good. I was so excited for this movie, but I was like looking at the trailers. They're like great trailers. If this movie is even okay, I will probably love it. Yeah. When I went to see that movie. And it was after waiting 11 years, because I because I, I love Deadpool since I played the Wait first Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, which right, came out in 2005, right, right, right? Right, 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 right? After seeing that movie after 11 years, I cried at the credits of that movie, because <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy, I'm so overwhelmingly happy that movie's that good, because it went through such a roller coaster of hell of Fox being yeah, such remember. assholes about getting it made. Well... It was made, it was great, and then they made Deadpool 2, and it was great, and now Bob Iger says, that's the one fucking thing I like about Fox, and, and that Isn't that crazy? And nowadays, and I remember, it's crazy, like, I remember driving past on the road in Chicago, Yeah. and seeing a tattoo parlor, they had... Deadpool was Deadpool. always a popular comic character, though. Not, well, not always. There were always those weird, like, flat caps that were sold yes, on Hot in, Topic and shit in, like in that. In 2010, when Gary Dugan took over the comic run, then it became really popular. Yeah. Before then, not as much. Daniel Way's run was, was slowly rising popularity. 
um, but like people didn't people did not know who he was, and then he and he was a niche comic character, and then right. they then they brought him, and suddenly he's fucking everywhere. Where like everybody now now being a Deadpool fan is like being a Rick and Morty fan, but I don't care. I'm gonna stay loyal to him because I fucking love him so much. Yeah. This has been the Moody as Hell podcast. Yeah, there you go. I need to go pee so fucking bad. That was the Moody as Hell podcast. That was kind of fun to do. I uh, can't believe we dive, we devolved that much. But, Kieran, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. That was fun. fun. Mm-hmm. Six episodes in, it finally happened. It finally happened. Um, Avatar was the was the yeah, exactly. topic I had to come on to talk about. There you go. But um, if you enjoyed that, if you like hearing me slash Kieran talk, check out the Dizzy Deconstructed podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify every other Friday. Um, the next Disney Disney Constructed podcast, as I said before, is going to be predictions on the D23 movie slate and talking about the Marvel Comic-Con stuff. Kieran will be on that one if you want to. I know. Um, that's it. It's always <coughs> fun. <coughs> You're forgetting something. <coughs> the Captain Collins Radio Voyage. Do it. Do it. Okay. Do I was going to plug it, but I was like, also, once the school, <laughs> once the school year is, starts. This is a way bigger plug for Probably me, around September time, there is going to be the Captain Collins Radio Voyage featuring First Mate Moody. I guess TBD on the time, but it's going to happen every week. At 10 p.m. At on 10 p.m. Some, on some weekday. At least Monday through Thursday. Fuck my, the Friday. My, my roommate runs this shit, so we'll get some good time. There it's you not go. Going. And uh, that's going to be great. And with that, like I always say at the end. Wait, one more thing. Okay, um, go, go see Jimmy Jazz in theaters. Yeah, go see Jimmy Jazz in theaters. Um, if you don't know me, comment. Leave some form of feedback, please. I beg of you, if you know me, comment on however you're listening to this. Text me, DM me, whatever it is. Tell me what you think. Booty as hell, episode six. Thanks so much. Bless you. Thank you for listening.